Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Classic Podcast. My name is Jay Sub. With me as always, my brother, and Marie Ogletree II. What's going on, Tree? My brother, what's good, baby? What's up? We got a lot to talk about today. Got yes. some nice, nice topics to get into. We do. So, um, what was it like last week or like a week and a half where Steph Curry was on Gilbert Arena? No, he was on Gilbert Arena's podcast. And, you know, it's it's a question that they always ask. Are you the best? Like, Kobe got asked a question. LeBron gets asked the question. Um, Steph was asked the question, are you the best point guard of all time? I have no problem with Steph Curry saying he's the greatest point guard of all time because Steph Curry is supposed to say that. But everybody else saying that, that's where the problem is because the answer to that question is Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time. And number two, is not Steph Curry. Number two is Isaiah Thomas, and it's not close. Like number, like one, two. After that, I, I can entertain Steph Curry being number three, but one and two are locked in, locked in for a while. What were your thoughts on Steph's comments and who you got? Well, like you said, I mean, what do you expect Steph to say? Now he's done enough in his career that I can respect him saying, "Yeah, it's me and Magic." Okay, sure. My biggest qualm, I think, was touched on by Stephen A. Smith on first tape uh, when he and Mad Dog, it was last Wednesday, they touched on it. And it was as simple as this. I just don't look at Steph as the traditional point guard. And that's not a slight against Steph. I'm just saying, I mean, it's kind of like the same realm that you look at. You know, I remember a, looking at AI in. Mm-hmm. You know, AI looked at PG. But I mean, but AI wasn't your traditional PG. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now Stephen A was sitting there saying the reason why he would lean towards Steph being the greatest PG over Magic was necessarily his like impact on the offense and everything. And I understood where he was going with it, but I was like, but here's the thing where I kind of had to lean a little bit to the left. And I was, and then if I saw him, I was like, well, slow down though. I was like, let's not forget, obviously, two completely different styles between Steph and Magic, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Before I even get ready going into it, I'm with you. Magic is number one, and to me, he'll always be number one. But when he sat there and said his reasoning for it because the way of Steph's impact offensively, and I sat there and I was listening. I was like, I understood where he was going. And obviously the impact he has on the game and things like that and how he just makes people, you know, he spreads things around. You always got to keep your eye on him. And I was like, but it's not like Magic didn't have impact on the offense either. Right. You know, I was like, you know, obviously, if you want to compare dynasties, the Showtime dynasty to this, you know, Warrior dynasty, see, for me, it's no, it's a no-brainer. It's Showtime all day. Yeah, you know, run through it, it, it show, it's Showtime all day. But you have the thing. I'm surprised that he didn't really give some consideration. Maybe there just wasn't enough time in the block. Is that you know, let's think about when you no know, Magic more or less was handed the keys to the kingdom, because obviously, you know. Cap, Kareem, Abdul-Jabbar was getting older, and it was his time to start, you know, transitioning to let Irvin start doing his thing, which obviously led to him start winning three MVPs. Now, that doesn't take away from the fact that he was still able to distribute and assist and everything like that, but Magic could get buckets in his own way. I think that's, no, that's what made him such the quintessential weapon. Mm-hmm. And, I, and again, I, said, I, I I just can't go with Steph. Again, I said, he, he can score. Neither one were like the greatest defenders, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, Magic has at least two, you know, steals titles. I think Steph has one. And then when, obviously when it comes down to assists, which basically is like one of the biggest traits of a PG, 
again, it's not even, it's a not even close. It's not even a comparison. So it's just like I said, for, for me, it's always going to be magic because he's just the blueprint. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to talk about like impact on the game. And obviously we recognize the impact that Steph Curry's had on the game. Everybody's shooting threes now. But let's not you know, forget the you know, the last generation before this one, or if you want to say two generations ago, Magic became the blue the blueprint. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all about putting the big guys in the post. Now you had like six, eight, six, nine, six, ten guys you no know, running the point. That all started with magic. Yep. So to me, it's like it's almost like a neck and neck thing. But I think where the deciding factors come in is like this. Yes, we know Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. Hands down. But for me, Magic retired the all-time assist leader. We all we obviously know that Magic had to retire due to his you know contracting the HIV virus. Mm-hmm. Now, and this is not to take any shade away from John Stockton. I'm just saying, but we'll never really know where Magic really would have probably put that record had he never stopped. We could possibly even know we could possibly be saying that Magic would still be holding that assist record, even though Stockton played for like 20 years. So maybe eventually Stockton yeah. would have walked him down anyway. You know, but in terms of an impact on winning, I mean, there's just to, for me, there's just no comparison. Magic Johnson played in nine finals and won five in thirteen years. Exactly, where you know Steph and them, how many? They, I mean, they've won four, obviously, and they've lost. Well, they're four and six. Are they four and six? They lost to Cleveland and they lost to uh, what Toronto? Yeah. You know, Magic's impact on just winning in general and obviously the impact of the dynasty of the Showtime Lakers, you're talking about arguably one of the greatest dynasties, if not the greatest, well, one of the greatest. I won't say it's the greatest, but it's definitely one of the greatest dynasties. They're up there. Like in the history of the uh, NBA. And also, I mean, also look at other impacts. I mean, he's like ranked third all time in, you know, triple doubles. Right. I mean, there's so many records that Magic has. And again, for me, the, the blueprint of what a definition of a point guard is will always be the deciding notch to me. Now, after that, you know, like I said, again, I guess I'm old school. I'm with you too. Maybe I could go with Isaiah, but I'm just sitting here. I'm saying again, what are we comparing it to? Well, I said, because it's just about titles. Obviously, you're going to give it to Curry. And if it's about MVPs, you know, you'll give it to Curry too. And I love Zeke, you know, my, my my son's nickname, as well as Isaiah Thomas, you know the original uh, Detroit Pistons point guard. I love Zeke to death, you know. But it's like, but if we're just you know, defining it by the fact that you know Steph plays the PG position on Golden State, and you want to sit here and say that he's now you know in the conversation, he's now the second you know greatest PG of all time. I can put it this way: I'm not against it. Personal feelings, I'm with you. I probably still say Isaiah just because of the whole traditional thing. But if you're just saying by comparisons of resumes to, from him to Z, I'd be like, you know, I, I'm not gonna put much of a fight on that. I can't, I can't give you much of a fight. Even though Zeke is only six foot one and he beat Magic, Larry, and Mike. But I mean, but Steph isn't that much taller. Steph's not six five. He's not. He's six three, six four. I mean, again, I think, again, I think we're just kind of talking. And, and and he played on the the best like defensive team of his era. So I mean, you know the defense is there. Well, yeah, I mean, but again, I, I, I'll give you that in terms of it's like I'll say this: the athletes now are better than the athletes of back then. But I believe the toughness of the league is tougher back then than it is now. Mm-hmm. 
So, so like I said, I mean, if we're going to disparage, you know, two, three inches. I'm not going to say that much. Not I me, mean, because obviously, I mean, obviously, Isaiah wasn't the shooter. Steph was. He wasn't, but it was a, it wasn't the the style of play like back then compared to now. Like, yeah, it was, if, it was if nice, you can open up the lane like they had nice for Isaiah Thomas, it's like, who knows what that man would average? But I was just saying, but and you're right. You're right. I'm just saying that also. You know, I think about Steph's ability to finish at the basket. You know, Isaiah had those that same ability. You know, he didn't necessarily have the, the, the flair that you know Steph does all around the basket in terms of those trick shots and everything else like that. But Zeke could get to the rim and finish. If he could do whatever he wanted to do. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, also, again, I'm taking into accountability the physical factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine what would <laughs> – just from my two cents, can you imagine if Steph Curry took that shot from Carl Malone? <laughs> we out. probably never would have heard of Steph again. Thirty games minimum <laughs> out. <laughs> I mean, Steph's career may have been like completely changed out of taking a shot like that. But just in the physicality by itself alone, I mean, think about the first couple years of Steph's career. Though, that ankle injury, mm-hmm. and back then when I catch it, actually go at it. Yeah. Uh, again, I mean, it's, it's it's definitely worth the discussion. I said, from from my money, again, I think it's just about being what the traditional. Description of what a point guard is. That's why I feel like we need to create a description, uh, you know, uh, a subject, a title for guys like Steph and AI. They're guards. You know, they play the position, but there has to be like something else outside of the saying, well, they, they were point guards. Well, that's that's that mean? combo guard. That's that combo. I, mean, I, I think that would just be the best, like, you no, know, the top 10 combo guards. Yeah. You know, I, I truly just, I believe so. But if you're going to start saying something like we're just on to talk about this is what they list them at, at in the uh, you know the scores book, they got them to says the PG, and we're going off the resume. Again, Steph, Steph would be number two for me, but I it it would take a lot. Is a lot. It would it would definitely take more for me to put Steph above Magic, but it's going to be a hard more. I don't think he got enough years left more. in him to get past Magic. Well, so well, like we said, like you know, Magic has his three MVPs. Steph has two. I mean, obviously, Steph has his unanimous, which is you no know, a notch his belt. You got to give that to him. It's just shocking that he was the first one. But hey, that's a whole conversation for another day. Uh, Steph sitting on four rings. Magic obviously got five. Uh, the All Star appearances. You know, like I said, I mean that that for me only holds so much. It's like the Olympic gold medals. I mean that mm-hmm. those are all like you know bonus points. But I think it just doesn't change the whole narrative for me. Like I said, because Magic could just do it all, rebounding, assists, scoring. Right. Magic will be happy passing the ball. Then you say, like, Magic, we're going to need 30 out of you to win this game. Magic going to get you 35. And Magic Magic could control a game and impact winning without even scoring the ball. Right. And no disrespect to Steph. I mean, if Steph's not shooting – I don't necessarily think Golden State's winning like that. Not the way that you no know, Magic did with the Lakers. And I know that you'll probably people probably come back and say, "Well, hell, look who we had. He had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He had James Worthy. He had Coop. You no know, Wilkes. Norm Nixon. All all them cats. I mean, rightfully so. But still, it was what it was. Yo, my favorite Magic Johnson stat. 1995-96 season when he came out of retirement after being gone for like four or five years. My guy averaged 15 points, six boards, and seven assists. 
as an old man who ain't played basketball in five, six years. Oh, and that guy still has HIV. Well, I mean, he hadn't played in the, in the league, but don't forget, he uh, bought that uh, team overseas. He played over there for a while. Or was that, yeah. I mean, that was after he was 40? That was after, that was, yeah. That was later. Right. That was even after that, so you're right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You're, you're right. That's why he the greatest point guard of all time. Like uh, he he will he like I said he will be for in my book, you know even your your boy MJ had to weigh decide to weigh in on it right, and, and I said and it is not a knock on Steph. I mean you're you're the greatest shooter of all time, bar none. And he, here's the thing, because Magic was great at so many things, I sit back and I think to myself, and I, and not and not in just just and not in just this subject, but just like if I thought about his players in general, if I, you gave me a chance to put a list together, and the question I came up in my head that I would ask you is, is Steph greater in what he's greatest in than Magic was and what he was greatest in? Does that make sense? Yes. So so for like people who are listening, so Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. Okay, we recognize that, and nobody's going to argue that. But at the time when Magic retired, he was the greatest assist man to ever play the game. Mm -hmm. So if you were going to compare the two, is Steph greater at being the greatest shooter than Magic was at being like the greatest, you know, passer to ever play the game? And to me, I think that would be it's almost a, a coin flip to me. It is. I'm gonna still lean with Magic, just because. You can have an off night shooting, but I mean, passing is always going to be there. Magic always going to get his guys involved. Steph can go. I mean, we've seen it like in the finals, you know what I mean, where his shot just leave him. We've seen it in big moments where Steph can't, you know, throw a rock in the ocean. But we ain't never seen Magic not deliver the ball. Right. So, again, I say it's definitely up for debate. So, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, because even if Steph won five rings, is there a shot that he might win another MVP? I won't say no. No, I think the window's definitely closed in terms of his you know, possibilities of getting one, but you never know. But if he won a fifth ring, and I said, if he, if he won a fifth ring and another uh, another MVP, that would only you know, tie him up to Magic. Mm -hmm. I said the Magic's already you know, up on him on that. Now, if you want to compare, like, you know, finals appearances to finals wins, I guess you could say you could give him that, you know, because he'd be like, well, I'm five and seven, where you're five and nine. So, obviously, the percentages would be would be better, you know, in terms of, you know, favoring Curry. But other than that, though, man, I I just can't. You know, let's say and MJ broke it down purely the same way I was saying it when he said, like, the way that we, you know, define what a point guard to be, has to be Magic Johnson. We recognize Steph's greatness as a shooter. Yes, he happens to play the point guard position. I mean, but hell, I mean, look how many assists Steph averages anyway. Like, what, three or four? Right. He's not – Draymond Green, by all purposes, is the point guard for uh, the Golden State Warriors. The offense runs through him. He gets everybody in their right spots. And that's what I'm saying again. It's just <laughs> you you have to put guys at a certain position, obviously. And I'm saying it just so happened – I think it would be funnier if Steph was a shooting guard. <laughs> you know, he shoots, he shoots like one, but I just think it would be funnier <laughs> if they, you know, has him, had him, like, literally designated as a shooting guard. Because then the conversation would be, you know, is, is Steph Curry the second greatest shooting guard of all time? They certainly wouldn't, they certainly wouldn't say he's the greatest shooting guard of all time. Nah. <laughs> they, 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 they definitely ain't going there. 
But I was like, is Steph Curry the second greatest shooting guard of all time? And we would have to know, you know obviously, bring up Kobe and D Wade. I don't know if they would put that man past Kobe. The, oh, fact, no, I, that they, I, the fact that they just all willy nilly trying to pull him past Magic Johnson is so disrespectful. So disrespectful. Well, it's, it's, it's just the way that, again, like, so when I listened to Stephen A's argument, I understood where he was coming from. I just felt that it was just a little unbalanced. I said, I understand Steph's impact, obviously, on the Golden State Warriors, but I'm like, but yo, the only Magic had his own impact on the offense on the Lakers as well. And it's not like he couldn't get buckets. You know, but I was like, but this man was getting buckets, rebounds, and assists. Right. You know, again, I said, like, obviously, when it was Kareem's time in the, in the early half of the dynasty, I mean, everybody recognized that Kareem was the man. Nobody takes away from that. But I said, but eventually, when it was Irving's, you know, time to more or less take over and Kareem can start giving more of the load over to them, over to him, especially once Riles took the uh, mm-hmm. reins from uh, West uh, Westfall. Again, we, we saw how Magic could do his thing. Like Magic can get buckets if he wanted to. Think about it. Magic probably could have averaged well over twenty for his career if he Easy. wanted. Easy. That's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, like we recognize that Steph averages more points per game than Magic for his career, but again, it's not because Magic couldn't have done it. That's all I'm saying. It's almost like you no know, LeBron per se when it comes to scoring titles in the league. LeBron could probably have almost as many scoring titles as Mike mm-hmm. if he wanted to. But I mean, this is what his style. This is what his team. So like again, I said like, I respect the hell out of Curry. <laughs> it's just so hard for me to look at you as a point guard, but I will all I will be open to the argument. And if you sat here and told me that Steph was your second, I wouldn't say you were wrong. I would just say, okay, I get it why you feel that way. I don't agree with you, but I see why you feel that way. Yeah, you know, because I mean, because again, I. I think, you know, again, John Stockton really doesn't get a lot of the respect that he deserves. Yeah. Because I mean, he was the quintessential point guard. Yeah. He he's definitely top five. Oh, yeah, he definitely, he definitely is. I said like, would be I said definitely would be too. And I, and again, if I'm going by the definition of a PG, I, I say it's it's not because it's not because Steph isn't that dude. Honestly, what the definition of a PG is for me. And also, I could easily go again, Magic, Z, and I would even throw Stockton in there. Mm-hmm. This dude was an all time leader in assists and steals. And steals. You know, so if I threw Steph you know, behind those three, and even then, I mean, I have to be careful because I mean, I can't forget Jay Kidd. It may just be my bias. I couldn't put Steve Nash above Steph Curry. <laughs> I just I just can't. Not, not in my right mind. I couldn't do it. I, I just I just couldn't do it, but again, I said I I will I am open to the fact, and I said and Steph adds more to his resume. I said I couldn't see him winning more than five titles. No. Come back to me if Steph wins six, and I'll be like, eh. but I still I, I still can't overlook the whole assist thing. I, I can't overlook it. Magic still top ten all time in assists. Steph is like I don't know what Steph is all time in assists. He was, I think I saw he was like 45th. Yeah, I was going to say, just by sheer number of years played, he's got to be in the top 50. Um, Give me a minute, because that's going to be one of the topics of my uh, demo I'm going to be doing here. So, yeah, on assists, he, yeah, all uh, right. He's 45th all time. He has 5,740. And Magic 7th, with almost damn near twice that, he has 10,141. 
But like I said again, but that's considering the time he missed. Right. It's a, how many assists Magic would have had? Right. But he didn't stop. I said, I think the only one who probably would have beat him would have been Stockton because Stockton played 20 years. 20 years, yep. And didn't miss many games. Yeah, and didn't miss many games. So it would probably took that to beat the record Magic probably would have set had he, you know, obviously never had to stop due to, you know, his contraction of the, of the HIV virus and everything. But now, like I said, Mag- Magic is and will always be, uh, in both of our eyes, the greatest PG of all time. And it's just hard. It's hard to think of anything else. Hard to think of anything else. I said, yeah. I, said, I said, we need to get that uh that new that new uh title thought of for these combo guards. Right. What yeah, did you he, think he, about uh Gilbert saying LeBron needs to be in that conversation for greatest point guard ever? No. That's exactly what I said. I'm like, well, man is a small forward. He's listed as a small forward. Yeah, and and again, we all know what LeBron. I mean, LeBron can do everything. I mean, LeBron is basically this generation's. If you know you want to put him up against Jordan for obvious reasons, but he's more magic than anything. Mm-hmm. He's more magic than anything else. So I mean, I I couldn't put LeBron in that category. I mean, especially if you got him playing if he's playing a small forward. But we all know LeBron can play damn near all five positions anyway. Yep. So it's almost the same, the same art. Well, similar to the same argument. We're like, yeah, you, yeah, your your list is a small forward, but damn, you can do damn everything, right? So no, I mean, I wouldn't put LeBron there. I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put LeBron there. Yeah, I thought it was ridiculous. Yeah, like I, said, I, I, I just think you're reaching. Obviously, we know he can play PG, but nah, I, I just think we, that's one of those things where I feel like when in that case when it comes to LeBron, you know, they're, they're always they try so hard to like give this. <laughs> I, I hate saying give him something, but they go out their way to keep making these cases. I guess just to you know, make sure that you you consider this dude to go. That's what we do. We don't have to go that far. Yeah, man. LeBron is not comfortable being in second place. <laughs> that's it. Him, him is uh, you know, his his tribe. I mean, they they go out their way. Boy. They go out their way to let you know that he's the greatest of all time, and it's like, yo, man. Like you, you, you're chasing ghosts. Well, I mean, uh, but again, you, greatest sound I've ever seen. But but it's just like I think about like this whole era thing. You know, when people sit and say we're in the LeBron era, and I'm like, well, how can it be your era? Where once again we're talking about this dude, you no know, Seth Curry, debatably being the greatest PG of all time. Uh, you know, he he has your number. He has four <laughs> rings, and three of them came off of you. It's it's funny you said that um, because in the new 2K. There's a there's a LeBron era. <laughs> it's uh Magic Bird, Jordan, Le, uh Kobe, LeBron, and then modern era. What whichever man, I, I, but just just for my money, I, like I said, I'll give Steph this much. You earned the right to be in that conversation, definitely. I'll put him in that conversation first before I ever put him over Magic Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah. I said, I, I know why people say this was LeBron's era, but again, just here we go again. In my definition of an era, to me, you dominated dominated that era, not just statistically, but in winning. You got to be the best team. You got You got. You have to be not just the best player, but have the best team for it to be exactly. your era. Exactly, and, and that's all I'm saying. And it's like you know, LeBron. Yeah, we you're going about to be in year twenty one. And I'm not gonna knock you. you know, your four finals and ten appearances. Now you still got four rings, right? 
But that's why I feel like when people just need to be more open about it, you know, it's like we're really going to have the conversation. They want to pick and choose when we want to talk about resume. Then we want to pick and choose when they want to talk about skill. That's why I said when I bring up Steph versus LeBron, when talking about this era, I'm like, well, obviously I can't compare Steph to LeBron, you know, pound for pound because LeBron's such a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. Now, LeBron could never shoot like Steph. But almost everything else that, you know, outside of probably, what, ball handling, Steph can't do like LeBron. Yeah. He's not a better passer. He's not a better rebounder. He's not a better defender. You know, ball handling shoots right on, on free throw shoot are pretty much like the three things that Steph Curry has over him. But I'm just like, but when they met head to head, it's like this brother got his number. You know, so don't, you know, stop picking and choosing like when certain you no know, factors mean something. The other ones, oh, well, you can't say that. Oh, he had KD, blah, blah, blah. Bro, that's what makes the conversation interesting. Because had LeBron done it, had he won those things, y'all wouldn't have discounted it. Sure wouldn't have. I mean, yeah, they, 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 y'all, they wouldn't have done that at all. When LeBron had D Wade and Chris Bosch, they count them rings. They don't say like you, you had Dwayne Wade, but you had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch. That doesn't count. Bro, we we can just talk about all four of LeBron's rings. All I'm saying is that's a conversation for another day. And to me, again, he won them. But okay. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying, for me, for for all four of the rings he won, to me, there could be a, de- a deduction. For me, I'm just saying. But that's a conversation for another day. Even even Steph doesn't have necessarily the deduction that LeBron would have in my book. Yeah, he won two with KD, but now he's won two without it. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's bounce. You know, but if you want to look at LeBron's, LeBron's rings, I was like, come on, man, let's keep it a spade a spade. You know, we all know why he went to Miami. I respected the move. Remember, we were in Dallas. I called it out when he went down to Miami. You know, I was like, he's going to Miami, which he did. They went two for four. Then he went back to Cleveland. You know, hooked up with you know, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving and the crew. Okay, got his one. Then he came out here to L.A. Had no problem with that. Even though, I mean, the circumstances were what they were, but they got that fourth ring. To me, I think for Steph, when it comes to that, those, those titles and stuff, it's just a little bit more cut and dry. So I said, I mean, Steph, Steph could definitely, you know, put in his, he could get my vote for like, you no know, being a sheriff his heir. I wouldn't just give it to him flat out. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't just give it to him flat out. But I, but I, I consider to say this is the LeBron and Curry heir for sure. But again, by being the greatest PG of all time, I can't give you that step. I just can't. It's just not in me. It's not in me. Maybe you win another title. You know, maybe another MVP. I say you don't even have you don't even have his main finals MVPs this match. I just thought about that's another thing. So. Like he, the gap between one and two in point guard to me is further than the gap between one and two in every other position. That's fair. That's fair. It's like, like, yeah. I mean, just like people say, well, Magic couldn't have guarded Steph Curry. I was like, well, Steph Curry couldn't have guarded Magic either. Steph Curry's not getting the ball from Magic Johnson. Like if they, if they shoot and make it, take it is Magic wins. And I'm just sitting there saying, step to get the ball first. I was like, let's just keep it a buck, though. I was like, if, if we're gonna just keep it a buck and keep it pound for pound, it's like who who would more or less be, have an easier time guarding the other? Man, come on, I'm taking my money on Magic guarding Steph more so than obviously Steph trying to guard Magic. I mean, they, they both might need help. You <laughs> know, they both gonna call help, but I think more so with Steph on Magic than Magic on Steph. Homie, Steph. Was calling for help, uh, because he was getting cooked by Fred Van Vliet. We we saw the finals, man. <laughs> he was getting cooked 
by Fred Van Vliet. Help, help. That's what he was saying. Every possession. Well, that's that. I mean, Steph, Steph has earned the right to be in the conversation. He He's has. To be in the conversation is it's not a it's not a bad question. I respect it. it. I could respect it if that's what you said it was for. But to me, it's just not that cut and dry. I said Stephen A. understood his, his explanation, but again, it just it just didn't hold that much weight with me. I was like, okay, because magic had an impact too. So, what are you really saying? Right. It's just it's just I said it's just different in terms of their approach. And it's not to say Steph is one dimensional, but I mean, but the dependency on the shooting, I mean, it's so heavy. I mean, you take away the shooting, you know. Steph is a jag, pretty much. Yeah. We're not, we're not saying that about Magic Johnson. But obviously, we can't take away the shooting. So, I mean, Steph is who he is. First ballot Hall of Famer of whole night. But at the end of the day, you could be in the top five PGs all time. And I say it'll be a it'll be a never it'll be a never ending conversation, but you could never be number one in my book. Never. Far in <laughs> the biggest shot. He gotta go off. Like for like the next two two three years, and mm-hmm. I only think he has like two three years left. I don't know. He has longer than that. Uh, I, I, I expect LeBron to be gone in two. Like, don't let LeBron. LeBron fool you guys to thinking that everybody can play like 18, 19 years. Man, Steph been in the league for a while already. I mean, he hasn't been in it as long as LeBron. So what? He came in like four yeah. four or five years after LeBron. Yeah, and LeBron been playing for twenty years. People don't play for twenty years, man. Like this is like. Yeah, this is this is a shooter, though. You no, know, yeah, he's also playing that. the point guard, and these point guards are getting younger and and more athletic. And he's just gonna be like, I don't want a guard scoop. <laughs> Eventually, this is gonna come down. Like, I don't want to do this no more. So I said, so Steph is going into what a year fourteen. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're talking semantics, but at the end of the day, I can see Steph playing at least two to three. Yeah, exactly I, I think it depends on where we see Golden State. I mean, let me see where Golden State is. You're not again. You're not wrong. You told me Steph left in two. I'm like, all right, cool. That'd be what 15 years right there. But I mean, depending on where Golden State is, because I mean, they just resigned Draymond, gave him his extension, and his extension is for what four? Yeah. You know, so I, so I could try. I could almost see them all trying to lead together. So you no, know, Draymond, you no know, honors his deal. I think Draymond will be going after 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 this contract. He got this last extension. I think he'll be done after that. So it wouldn't surprise me if they all left together. So that's what I'm saying. Give, I'd give him three to four years. I'd, 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 I'd seriously give him three to four four years, barring, God forbid, you know, any health issues. But I, I can see the three of them trying to you know go out together because more they are obviously the, you know, the, the face of the dynasty, Steph, Clay, and Dre. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I still I don't I don't see him. I don't even think Draymond's gonna finish out his contract because he's he's getting slower. And well, yeah, finishing. yeah, it's a four year extension. So yeah. So yeah, so 2026, 20, I said I see all of them going after that. I can yeah. see I can, I can see them all just leaving after that. It's just like it's just time to go. It's time yeah. to go. And I feel like Clay's gonna be the one to overstay his welcome. You think so? Because I mean, I think with Clay, if anything, he's still trying to figure out whether or not they even want to hold on to him. See, I think that I think that, that's that's going to be another factor too. Yeah, I, I hope they I hope they keep him. You no, know, with Golden State, I think it'd be a little bittersweet to see him 
you know, be traded away. But, you know, I say if they, they traded him, I think that would you know, also change a lot of other things, too. But see, I can't see him being traded, though, especially now after Draymond got his extension. Yeah, man, but he ain't show up in that playoff. He was gone. It was Steph and some dudes, and unfortunately, Clay was one of them dudes. That's why <laughs> I think he going to be gone. Like, if he come up being just one of them dudes again, they're going to try to get what they can get for him. Well, I mean, this last year, he's got, uh, what, $43 million coming, and this is it. So after this, listen, we're going to find out. Listen, I, I will not be surprised. Yeah. Well, go, ahead and give it, go ahead and give him the extension. I said, and probably see them all go out in the same way. At least definitely, you know, Clay was Clay, Steph and Draymond. Draymond, yeah. Because they're, they're a little older than Clay anyway. So I can see those two going out together and maybe Clay stay like another year longer and then, you know, he retires after that. But yeah. All right. Let's jump to our next topic. And that is our man Giannis, who did the smart thing and said that he isn't going to resign with the Milwaukee Bucks until he sees who is who and what is what. And I am 100% in agreement with that. Why would you sign with this franchise that one has only like put a deep, like, I don't know if he likes to coach. I like Adrian. Um, I forget what his last name is, but he used to be an assistant on the Bulls. I like him, but I don't know how he's going to be as a head coach. I, Mike Budenhoser didn't make adjustments. He had to go. But the rest of the squad, man, like, they – I don't know if they have what it takes to continue to come out of the come out of the East because teams are coming. And then if they make it out of the East, are they, going, are they good enough to beat, like, Denver? Like, as they currently are – are built? No, no, they're not. So, what what did you think? Bro? I respected it. If anything else, he, I appreciate his honesty. Yeah, that's all you can really ask him. Ask for it. And, and obviously, he recognized this is a business man. And he already said, you know, a couple years back. I mean, was it right before they won the title or after they won the title? Yeah, He's, I, he even admitted. I, was like, I don't necessarily see myself staying in Milwaukee. Respect. Especially if he brought you another title you you haven't seen since the days of Lou Alcindor and the Big O. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching uh, around the horn. I caught a clip. The legendary Bill Plachke, writer for the LA Times out here. I mean, he put it out there. He's like, the rumors are swirling. What it is that Giannis is you know, possibly on his way to make the move to fill the void when LeBron leaves. Come out here to the Lakers. I was like, ooh, Giannis in LA. Especially if they still hold on to AD. I mean, AD going to be the second banana forever. <laughs> if Giannis come out here, it's a wrap. But um, but yeah, I, I had no problem with Giannis saying it. Like personally myself, I wish Giannis would have to go on to Miami, you know, when he, before you signed the uh the last extension. Last extension. That's what I was hoping. Again, like I said, the, the title they did win, uh, to me, I think it was just a perfect storm. It was the right timing. It was the right time. You know, injuries were such a factor that year, and it's just like you couldn't knock them for it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, and Phoenix jumped up on them 2-0, and, and again, Milwaukee just came out and got it done. But, uh, you know, some of the uh, last couple of appearances, even before they won the title, I mean, it's looking at some of the shortcomings of the Bucks. it always kind of uh, circled around Giannis's health. Yeah. I mean, especially like you no know, last year. I mean, Giannis got hurt, so even when he did come back, 
I said, this is something about that rivalry. I mean, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the Milwaukee Miami rivalry. To me, it's, it's kind of it's fun. Yeah, it almost has a Indiana New York Nick vibe to me. It just does, you know, or even maybe even a, almost a slight Miami New York Nick vibe back in the day. But I mean, it, it just basically comes down to his health. I mean, they brought back Brooke Lopez. They uh-huh. brought back, uh, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. They brought back. Uh, they still got a Holiday over there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so you're pretty much looking at, uh, you, you, like you said, the squad. They're running the back. And, and that's how you sat there and put on my timeline on X, or Twitter as it was called. I'm like, well, I was like, well, I respect what you're saying, you know, but like, well, what else could they do? I mean, especially with all, you know, all the new deals they've done made, it's like, you know, who else could they possibly bring in? Right. Unless they're going to think about trading somebody. But at this point, it's like, I mean, who's there really to trade for? Nobody, nobody that they can get. Oh, so that, unless they're gonna try, unless you're trying to make a deal, try to get Dame there somehow. I don't know if they got what it takes to get Dame with that roster. And, I, and that's what I'm saying. So I, again, I think Giannis, at the end of the day, was just giving Milwaukee a heads up. Yeah, like I'll give you a chance, but just show me that we're going to be trying to contend. I respect that's all you can ask for. Give me a chance to compete. Like, I won one ring already. I already got, what, two MVPs? Yeah, this has two MVPs, right? Yep. You know, I got two MVPs. At this point, you know, he's obviously a, a Hall of Famer, hands down. So it's just about adding to the resume. And like you said, I mean, he, he enjoys being in Milwaukee, but what else is there to do? I mean, now that he's, he's already accomplished the goal, he has a banner up there. Now it's just about, you know, possibly getting another one that would – I'll go ahead and say it would solidify his status as the greatest buck of all time. Even over you no know, Lou Alcindor now, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. And and like and like I said, I mean, I think at the end of the day, they're the I'm just more intrigued of the places Giannis could go should he leave, leave Milwaukee. That's just me. I would love to see him some, I would love to see him some other places outside of Milwaukee. Like a place not too far away, uh, like a, a a quick little plane ride. I, your boys, <laughs> the Chicago Bulls. Hey, I got problems here. Oh, Lonzo, <laughs> Lonzo out here having war words with Stephen A. Smith. He ain't got nothing else to do besides rehab. He might as well. You know what I mean? He be having ESPN on in the in the gym while he working on his knee. At this point, if that's gonna be the case, he be better off staying in Milwaukee. What do y'all got? <laughs> He'll leave. He'll be able to go leave Milwaukee to go do what in Chicago. Oh man! By the time his contract up, man, Lonzo gone. We we have already found like our next point guard by that point. Y'all still be rebuilding. I mean, we don't even know if Demar will still be around, let alone Zach Levine. Let's say again, I I almost still hold off to the fact like Giannis go to Miami, <laughs> go to Miami. I want to see. I want to see you go help Jimmy. Like Jimmy can use that as a little extra punchy power. He could. He needs somebody to help. I mean, or I don't know. I don't know if it could ever happen, but God, imagine Giannis leaving and Joel and B getting traded and they somehow end up on the same squad. Oh, that would be just wrong. That would be terrifying. Giannis and Embiid on the same squad in the post. You're going to file out. Like, your big men are done by the third quarter. Done. I'm just saying, because we all know the status going on in Philly right now. We talked about it a little bit last week. Obviously, the malcontent, you know, James Harden 
was like, I feel bad. I was like, if I'm if I'm in B, like man, get me out of here. So I, I I see no way that MB finishes his career as a 76er. And I'm just saying, if Giannis decides to leave, it would just be funny to me. It'd be funny. I mean, I, it'd be interesting to see Giannis as a Nick. I think he will flourish in New York just because he's built to be able to to kind of handle that. And the garden, yep. Uh-huh. But I don't see how that would be any better than what he's doing in Milwaukee, except for he'll just be more scrutinized. Well, I mean, the direction that the Knicks I'm currently moving in, and obviously with Brunson, the addition of Brunson and everything, and I see, and you know me, I love that that kid. Uh, was it Quigley? Yeah, yeah, Emmanuel Quigley. Yeah, yes, yeah, I, I love him. And you know, they could throw him a Gian- and throw a Giannis in that mix, and depending on, like, again, you know, because the, the Bucks find themselves at this point. If Giannis didn't happen what he's seeing, you almost enforce the fact you're going to have to trade him because you're going to let him just walk away for free. Yeah, or you better just start throwing pieces together like, yo, we trying over here, Giannis. We're going to get the pieces around you. You got to at least make the effort. If they're trying to keep him, for real, for real, they need to be the ones being aggressive, trying to bring somebody to play with him. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, especially after the season, what they do. I said, because Milwaukee, and the name of the coach is Adrian Griffin. That's what we were thinking about. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee, in most cases, has always been a good regular season team. That's why I was surprised that uh, what Budenholzer at least wasn't given one more year to at least have a shot. Nah, so that, I was like, oh. that championship just gave him a little bit more grace, but he was on his way out when they won that chip. I'm just saying because, because again, the man can't control the fact that Giannis got hurt. It'd be different if they lost the series and Giannis never got hurt. I get it, but I mean, with Giannis getting hurt and trying to come back and compete and just not able to play them. Full hundred percent, you know. There's only so much you could do. So again, that's just mine. And I wasn't the biggest Budenholzer fan, but I just felt like he at least earned that much. Like give him a full healthy Giannis, and let's see what he does this year. And then you decide what you want to do after that. But uh, like I said again, uh, they're they're great in the regular season. I'm not really worried about the Bucks in the regular season. It's just the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Anytime I see them in the same bracket with Miami, especially early. Now, obviously. They both get to the Eastern Conference Finals. It was just bound to happen. But like when I see them like early, if it's a first round or like semifinal matchup, I, tell you, I get nervous. I said, it's just something about Miami to me that they generally just have the Bucks number. I don't care if Giannis is hurt or healthy. Yeah. It's, it's just something about they just got the Bucks number. And that's why I felt like, you know, Giannis was kind of looking like, yo, I could have been playing with them anyway. Yeah. They tougher than them, man. Like Miami won like their first two rounds by just being tougher than like Milwaukee and New York. Yeah. I mean, like right now, if you're if you're in Milwaukee and you're obviously Adrian Griffin, you you can't finish no less. Dare I say top two? Don't yeah. don't finish anywhere between three and six. I think right. by that point, Yana's like, no, I'm good, man. This uh-huh. ain't this this ain't gonna work. So you you better so you better finish somewhere in them top two seeds. They can at least keep a little, to at least keep his attention. Cause I feel if they don't make the if the Bucks don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, True. and they out early again again, barring no injury, oh yeah, he he's gonna be like, look, I'm out. And then we were all gonna be sitting there looking like, okay, who are they gonna trade? For? So who are they gonna trade for? You are not letting Giannis Antetokounmpo walk out the door, right? For free. For free. 
Like the moment the rumors swirl, don't forget you got to trade not just for Giannis, but you also got to get his brother. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a two player deal, man. <laughs> like you got to get them both. Like I love that power stroke. Like that's that stroke right there. My man keep his his family employed. I mean, yeah. I don't know how Giannis is off the top of my head. Is he even thirty yet? I don't think so. He, if he is, he just turned thirty. He's That's young. Right. I was like, he still has at least another good five. You know, again, barring no health issues, a good five to seven years to ball out. Yeah. You no, know, at at a top at a top level, and I, and I again, I just love the way the, the dude competes. I do, I do. But yeah, but this this run with Milwaukee, it it's, it's just starting to kind of wear on me. I feel like I've seen it enough. I say you got you got the one that y'all, when the opportunity came you struck you grabbed it cool, but it's like Saturday they won that one. It's on how, how I feel about Denver in some ways. It's like yeah, but will you win another one though? That's what I'm saying. I, I just it's hard for me to see it, but hey, I've been it's wrong. hard to see it. But at least in Joker, you got a a, a punching chance to uh, like I see there. I see Denver's floor at conference finals now. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, they gonna at least get to the conference finals, like barring health, which is a big if because they were they were unnaturally healthy this past playoff. Um, really, the season once they got Michael Porter back, it was like there were no bumps in the road for them injury wise, which doesn't happen often. Um, but and also, I mean, keep, keep in mind that West is really no longer the power. It's not the East is once again like the top conference in the league, so. Yeah, I, th- I think we can both ad- admit and agree that you no know, Denver, based off potential, should be you know we should be seeing them in the conference finals for like at least the next five years. Yeah, almost almost similar to dare I say a Golden State run off of expectations. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, agree. Barring health, I get if like you know Jamal Murray or Joker goes down, you get like a. Uh, a second round exit here or there, but for the most part, if you guys are your roster, conference finals bar, you know, at the minimum. Right. Uh, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait. That's uh, yeah, don't don't finish lower than the two. May I might even get you three. If Milwaukee finishes anything lower than the three seed, oh yeah, he's he's definitely going. He's yeah. done. He's like, nah, I I did I did what I had to, man. Y'all go and throw my jersey up in the banner. So I'll throw my jersey up in the Raptors and call it a day. My Bulls better make an offer. Like, this is off topic, but I have to get this out. What? How did John Paxson not pull the trigger on getting LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh? Because of a Luau Dang? Because of a Luau Dang? I would have had Dang on the first flight to Los Angeles. Like, oh, you want Dang Clippers so we can have room? To sign these three, man, we will take a second round pick, please. Here you go. Like, what? What is there to haggle? Well, why don't you get the backstory of that so the people who listen can understand really what you're talking about? Okay, so, um, on the Bulls Talk podcast, which is a podcast I listen to regularly, hosted by like Casey Johnson, who used to be the Bulls beat reporter, um, going back from like the Jordan days until like early in the Zach Levine era is when he kind of transitioned roles. So he has all the workings, all the contacts in the Bulls. And it's the summer, so on the podcast, they're just, you know, chopping it up because there's no real news to talk about. And somehow the conversation got to how close the Bulls actually got to signing LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. And he was saying that it was it was there. 
the there was smoke, there was fire. They just had to make room for all three. If they could get all three, they would have been able to sign all three because they were a package deal. And the only holdup was Luau Ding's contract. They would have had to offload Luau Ding in order to sign LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. And John Paxson, the president, and Gar Foreman, the general manager, who Bulls fans collectively call Gar Pax, um, did not trade Luau Dang for the pack of gum that it would have took to get LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Changing the course of basketball history as we know it. So who do the Bulls sign after they decide? We can't after LeBron and them sign, they get Carlos Boozer. That's who they get. Boozer. Like, ah. Uh, the Bulls lineup could have been Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Joaquin Noah. <laughs> and, and the hold up is Luau Deng. My my curse might have finally been lifted. Even, even I would have had to probably sit there and say, "Yeah." I, regardless of what I said all them years ago, after you know you made my life a living hell from back in high school, all them rings in the nineties. Even I would have had to probably concede, like, "Yeah, it's a wrap." <laughs> it yeah, it would have been, been, been happy days for you, man. But hey, what could have been? But yet you still sit titles out, out there in the abyss, out there with the rest of us. When that came out, I wanted the Bulls to hire John Paxson right back just so they can dismiss him again. Like that, like he should be sued for malpractice. Like what? What? I love Luau Dang. Luau Dang is one of my all-time favorite Bulls. But I would have packed that man's house up myself and drove him to Los Angeles. Be like, yo, we're not taking any players back. Just give me the certificate for these two second-round picks, and I will be on my way, Donald Sterling. Good doing business with you, sir. Like, what? What? That hurts the heart, man. That broke so many Bulls fans' heart. Like, because we all thought, like, yeah, LeBron was just stringing us along. But when we heard that there was actually smoke and fire, uh, that hurt, man. That would have been scary. That would have been scary. I, I would have felt I would have felt safe to say y'all y'all at least would have y'all probably would have had the Miami run. Y'all would have added two more up there. And who knows? We, we had Jordan out there and his you no know, statue in the front and maybe LeBron somewhere on the side or whatever else like that. And also, yeah. I mean, as we wrap this, no Giannis topic, and no, I know we're just kind of going to like, you no know, kind of various things. So let's talk about this whole thing about Giannis, Giannis, LeBron getting a statue in LA. No, no, why, why? That is ridiculous. That was my initial reaction too. I mean, that's just where I'm at. But then I just sat there and thought to myself, and I just finally had to kind of concede. I just had to give up the ghost. This dude's going to get a statue. He is. Why? Like. Who because has statues in LA? So uh Magic has one. Does Magic. Kareem have one? Yes. Shaq has one. Shaq has one. Has Kobe's one. about to get one. Elgin Baylor has one. Yeah, and Kobe's comes out next year, 22804. I'm gonna try to make I'm gonna try to make it down there. That's gonna be crazy, but I would love to try to get down there. I just I love the way that they did it. Like just like with uh, the way they did Santa Monica Pier out here for uh Mamba Day. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. But this whole thing about LeBron and a statue in LA. I mean, this this is called this is called a book. We're talking about the Los Angeles, and this is why I decided to go ahead and just concede it. Now, see, you're approaching it from 
you know, um, a reasonable and an objective approach. And see, that's where I was. And this is exactly how I explained it. LeBron is not an all-time Laker great. No. He's not. He's an all-time great player who happened to be a Laker. It's kind of the same way I feel about Will Chamberlain. Mm -hmm. I don't consider Will Chamberlain an all-time Laker great. No. He's just an all-time great player who happened to play for the Lakers. There's a difference. It is. And this is why I know for a fact LeBron will eventually get a statue in L.A. you got to remember who we're talking about. Not just the Lakers franchise, but who owns this Lakers franchise. The Buss family, starting, you know, the the children of the legendary Dr. Jerry Buss. And Dr. Jerry Buss was always about what? The show. Yeah. No, the 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 display, the the you know, the pizzazz, whatever you want to call it. He was all about it. And obviously the man was about winning. I get that. But by these standards alone, I'm just saying when you have arguably the greatest player in the history of basketball, you know he's not in my list, but I'll go ahead and recognize he's just that great. You're going to give it to him because simple fact, you can simply say, look, LeBron played here. That's all it's about. And that's why I was like, this dude's going to end up getting one. It, like I said, I, I'm giving up the ghost. It just won't surprise me. Now, we all know the circumstances under which they won the one title in LeBron's tenure here at L.A. And I'm just saying, you take that away, <laughs> would you necessarily consider LeBron's time here in L.A. as a bust? Oh, it's like, what, two playoff misses, one championship, and a, and a conference final? Yep, a championship, conference final, two finals misses. Because, I mean, well, well, if technically he was – well, he – was he hurt the first year? Yes. The team was well, – I know it was. He was hurt during Russ's first year. And then, you know, when they traded him, I don't even want to get into that. But I know he was hurt for one. Yeah. You know, so in that first year when they still had, what, Lonzo Ball and them and all that jazz and, you know, they, they got ready for, you know, Anthony Davis coming through. The bottom line is that LeBron's tenure obviously hasn't been that great. I'm sorry. I still look at the COVID championship just a certain way. It, it it almost reminds me of Milwaukee. It was just meant to be, but I mean, it's just, but the line is just that fine of like, dude, you could be this close and not even having a championship in LA. But they, they would give him a statue simply because of the fact of what of who he is in the history of the NBA, and they just want to say, look, we have him too. I'm with you. I don't necessarily think he deserves a statue. I'm still on the fence about him having his jersey hung up. If you don't win an MVP. Like an MVP as a part of that team, all that you should get it or like be like, you know, yeah, he shouldn't get his jersey hung up in LA. Like, no, he didn't win an MVP there. Well, I mean, we neither did Jerry West, but still, yeah, but you know, Jerry West was there for so was, long. Like, that's what I'm saying. Jerry, Elgin, Baylor, and all those guys, I mean, they were Laker lifers. I mean, that's why there's no difference there. But LeBron, again, you're talking about an all time great player who just happened to play in LA. And for me, it's just like, <laughs> Obviously, the statue should go in Cleveland. That's a that's a obvious. Give him a statue in Cleveland. Nobody's debating that. Miami, I honestly believe that LeBron won't get his jersey retired there until Riles dies. And I hope he ain't no time soon. This is me being honest. Mm-hmm. I don't think his jersey will get retired in Miami until Riles dies. That's just me. Yeah. But in L.A., I'm sorry, it's just too much about the show. That's all it's about. 
Now we, I mean, I'm sure it's great to be able to say that LeBron broke Kareem's scoring record in the Laker jersey, which is cool. Yeah, but like 30,000 of them points were scored elsewhere. Was... Nobody objectively would sit here and say that LeBron's a top five Laker all time. You couldn't. No. You, you couldn't. I said, I'm, I'm just saying, just being being objective. And I'm not talking about talent. We obviously know LeBron's talent, but if we're just being objective about in terms of ranking Lakers, there's no way. You like, can say, Paul Gasol well, deserves a statue. Well, like, what? Where's the Powell statue? Why are we talking, what? I I think, it, I mean, does he, stuff like that? I think that's a fair argument, though. I mean, obviously, we all recognize Kobe as being the leader, but Paul, Paul was a they very don't win without him. Exactly. He was a very significant part about that back-to-back, which almost could have been a three-peat. Man, that upset but, me. The fact that they even are considering giving LeBron a st- There's no Bill Walton statue in Boston. You know what I'm saying? An all-time great player who just happened to play for the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll say this, man. Bill. They're going to put that in the same. Let's say it again. It, it's all about the show, and especially when it comes to the bus family. And now you know Genie's running the show and everything else like that. Like I said I, I just find because I say I used to sound just like you, and I'm still against it. But I just finally gave it to go. So like, you know what, man, they're they're gonna do it. I, I see it coming. That's why I think I just won't let it bother me that much when it happens. It's like you know what, man. I know why he got. We already know LeBron's great. I'm just in there saying, but him having the statue in L.A. is nothing but for show. That's all it is. And I think it's you know I think you know, like when people like Magic and them say, oh LeBron's gonna have a statue out here. What are they supposed to say? Right, like not up. <laughs> All I'm saying is that his statue better not be bigger than Kobe's or Pal Gasol. Like, you know, say like, man, where's Rick Fox's statue? Like, you know, saying if we just we just giving them out statues, like, man, then we can go back. James Worthy should have a statue if we just giving away statues. That's fair. That, that actually is fair. It's kind of funny that James didn't have one. Right. He was, he was the third head of that big three. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. Ridiculous. Name the practice arena after LeBron. If you want to give him something, give him the practice arena, the LeBron James Lakers practice I, facility. I'm sorry. I can't give LeBron enough. I, I know he's played for the Lakers and everything else like that, and he's done some great individual things. He got him that one title, but nah, just – there's nothing about the Laker franchise to me that has to be renamed about LeBron James. Like, Name a burger <laughs> after him in the in the concession stand. The, the King James burger with all, <laughs> with a, a record number of toppings. There you go, man. Le- LeBron can't he's not even a top five Laker all time. He can't you can't be. Oh yeah. and the only reason you're and the only reason you're top ten is because of your talent. If we're just being objective. Yeah. And I'm just talking about, like, honestly, the all-time Laker greats. And, I mean, off the top of my head, I'll just go. Kobe, Magic. Jerry West. Well, even before Jerry West. Well, see, Kareem was there for a long time. He was there long enough, so he was in Milwaukee. So I'd have to put Kareem in there. Yep, Shaq. Well, Shaq, Mike, and God throw him in there. Mm-hmm. Then I got Wes, Elgin Baylor at seven. And if we're going to keep it real, Jamal Wilkes would be eight. Mm-hmm. He was great. Worthy would be nine. And, and just because you want to put, 
Well, or Paul Gasol could be 10. I'm just saying, if you want to be really objective about it, I mean, I was sitting there thinking, like, damn, could LeBron honestly be even a top 10 Laker all time? No. If, if you're just being objective about in terms of impact on the Lakers, and I'm just saying that out of all the greats that play for the Lakers, I can easily say that LeBron James' impact on the Lakers is the least. Yeah. He's talented, probably, probably all of them, more talented. But in terms of impact as a Laker, nah, I can't, I can't give him that. You put LeBron on that list around the same time you put Wilt on that list. Exactly. Even though that team that Wilt was on at the time had the best record of all time. So Wilt goes on that list before LeBron, just after that, just off of that. That is true. I must say I can't knock it. Let's say it goes back to my argument that you were an all-time great player who just happened to play for the Lakers. That's it. And at least in Wilt's defense, Wilt went to like at two finals. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't go to two finals. He went to three. Yeah. They lost they lost one to the Knicks. They beat the Knicks. And they lost to, you know, my man, Bill Russell in 69. <laughs> so I mean, I say he has three finals appearances. I'm just saying though, it took Kobe from LeBron to get his one. It did. It did take uh, a, a a whole pandemic. It, it, it took a, a a biblical act <laughs> for, him, for him to get a title. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Oh, uh, man. Look, I'm looking forward to it, though. 228-24 when Kobe, you know, gets his well-deserved statue. It'll, it'll be it'll be very nice to see. You know, and then they released, they did on that release date as a dedication to, you know, Gianna, who all, all, obviously, you know, also tragically died with Kobe mm-hmm. oh, in that helicopter crash along with the seven other people who were on that plane. But I look forward to it. I hope I get to get down there live. I'm going to try to see if I can get down there. I know I probably won't get that close, but I at least want to get close so I can see. And you know, at least have Trey with me so we can check it out. Yeah. <laughs> try to get that hookup. See if you know somebody who knows somebody that can get you in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have those kind of hookups. <laughs> I don't have those kind of hookups, but so try to get down there early. <laughs> try to get down there early, probably get some valet parking at the uh, Marriott next to the crypto.com. I hate that name. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a bad name. Bad name staples. They were staples for too long. All right, so let's let's hit our last topic and let's talk a little bit about wrestling. Um, for those who do not watch, um, a young man whose name is Wyndham Rotunda, Wyndham Rotunda, um, whose character was Bray Wyatt, passed away. Um, believe Thursday, um, and it shook up like the wrestling fans around the world. Um, he was only. 30 was he 36 was it 34 or 36 36 so young um had four kids one pretty much a newborn still um mm-hmm. generally beloved by fans and this is hitting like wrestling fans super hard i remember back in i think it was 2005 a wrestler by the name of eddie guerrero passed and it was suddenly and that like shook everybody up this is kind of the same way um like much love goes out to his friends, his family, um, those kids. This was a hard loss. Um, what were your thoughts when you heard about his passing? Uh, it was just shocked, man. Because you know, obviously, uh, the legendary Terry Funk had just died two days prior. Days before, yeah, two days prior to when Bray died. So I just think you know, obviously, just remembering Terry Funk and just his impact on the business. You know, it was just still resonating in my mind, 
And when I looked up and I saw the death of Bray Wyatt, I was just like, whoa. Now, I mean, you, you're aware. I mean, I don't do wrestling like as much as I used to as we did back in the day. But towards the end, when I was still somewhat in it, I guess I kind of, I have to admit, I, I caught on to Bray Wyatt maybe late. I was late to the party. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I was losing my interest, but just slowly, I think just, I'm not sure if it, it must have been a SmackDown or something. No, and to tell you back, it was the last WrestleMania you and I went together. To, mm-hmm. went to. Yeah, WrestleMania 30. Yeah. And when their entrance came on, I mean, it just, it just, it captivated me. I was just like, whoa, what is this? You know, and the Wyatt family to me is probably one of the most underappreciated and, dare I say, somewhat underutilized uh, stables in the history of the WWE. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love that entrance. I love that entrance they did. And I think the you no, know, the irony, the, the sad irony. I mean, the thing about us, two of the three members now who have died. Yeah, Wyatt and I can't. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of my other guy, Brody Lee, aka Luke. Brody Hall. Lee, exactly. He, but he was in AEW. I was like, I was sitting there thinking about that. After you know, the announcement of Bray, I was like, man, that's two of them. Mm-hmm. I think Brody Lee just passed away. What was it? Been two it years? Was, uh, yeah, I think it was two years ago. Years ago. Bray Wyatt to me, as I said, coming on and catching a little bit late. But just looking at the talent that he was, again, I think he, he was just like one of the few that kind of kept my attention. Because I tweeted this out. I was like, you know, Bray Wyatt had that Undertaker Mick Foley vibe. And you know how hard it is to do that? Yep. I mean, it's what it's obviously so tragic that he died because he had no, like you said, four children, a family. Obviously, his friends should you know missed him. But also just from the business standpoint about what this dude left on the table, but what all the other things he could have done. Now I don't know how many times he won the belt, you know, but I'm just sitting there thinking like, man, like God, like all the characters that he did. Yeah. I can't rattle them all off, but I mean, but he had like what, three characters. Yeah. Uh, and the thing that, and I said, that's why I put him on the level of a Mick Foley, who's obviously a WWE hall of famer. Do you know how hard it is to do one character? Right. This dude did three and made them all interesting. I was like, that's like, all work. Dude, this dude's already you know, projecting himself to a like, legendary status. That he was able to do all those things. And let's say he, you know, he called himself, I remember in some of those promos, like the new face of fear. And I know like one of his last appearances, like he and the Undertaker were in the ring. I don't know what the Undertaker whispered to him, but I know when I saw that clip, I was like, I was kind of considered like a passing of the torch. Yep. Which I feel like it was rightfully, it's right that it was him. Because obviously the taker will always be taker. There could never be another one. But Bray Wyatt trying to know Bray Wyatt filling those shoes, I had no problem with that. I was yeah. like, he's he's equipped for. Him. And to me, I felt like you no, know, this young man had so much more left in him. I, I could have seen another couple title reigns in his future. Yeah, I think he had two already. Right. I mean, just you no, know, just all the things that you know, sadly he wasn't able to, you know, bring to fruition due to his passing, but an, an amazing talent, man. An amazing talent that, you know, sadly has gone too soon. Uh, you know, his dad, uh, Mike Rotunda, who was, you know, IRS in the WW, well, WWF back then. I mean, I can only imagine how, you know, they must be feeling you know, with all this, obviously. Uh-huh. But, but Bray, man, like I said, he... <laughs> He he was an amazing talent, man. He he was he was simply amazing, and 
as I'm slowly kind of getting back into wrestling a little bit, as I'm not where I used to be, obviously back in the day, but you know, before Bray's passing, I mean, he he definitely was one of the reasons I would be willing to come. I was willing to come back. Yeah. You know, unless I went I went to WrestleMania, you know, this past year, and I know he was supposed to be on the card, but you know, I know those health issues, you know, kind of were starting. You know, he was going through those health issues at the time. But I mean, I I would have loved to have seen him one last time. I would have loved. And an amazing talent, and you know, it's you know gone too soon. So sad when you hear stories like this. And like you said, our condolences and you know prayers go out to the friends and family of Bray. You know during this time, I say just un- unreal. But in terms of his legacy, WWE, I say yeah, give give put that young man in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he'll he'll be in there. He yeah, made go in there this year. Yeah, so let's go. Let's go ahead and just put put him in because he that's that's definitely where he belongs. He, he definitely belongs in there. Agree. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Uh, I was just sitting there thinking about the uh, Team USA basketball team. I mean, they they still balling out. They are. I'm not going to touch on this whole, uh, you know, you know, the Spanish president of you no know, FIBA. That whole thing. Yeah. Oh, it's it, it's just. It's sickening. It was so wild. Like, I mean, but the whole situation is sickening. I mean, the fact that all this dude is going to end up getting is ninety days. Yeah, that's it. And I, I don't blame. You know, say, you know, the players, you know, holding out, refusing to more or less go on a strike. You know, coaches have you know basically resigned. Yeah, I mean, this dude is tone deaf. And now to sit up here and try to force, you know, accountability on this woman, saying, "Well, it was mutual. She forced me." Nah, man. No, nah, we saw it, man. I, Something else has to be done about that. I mean, like I said, that is just disgusting to me. It, it just, it just really is. And it not only makes me think, you know, feel for the, you know, Spanish women's soccer team, but just you know, I'm thinking about those women in general as they, you know, when you listen to what they say in terms of like the lack of respect that they get, just in the realm of sports and, and a lot of times just in general. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just disgusting, man. So it, something has to be done. It has to be more than ninety days. And yeah. if, if that's all he does, end up getting. I wouldn't, but man, look, if that means you just sit out the games, sit out the games. Get, get I am with you. Don't, don't say nobody. <laughs> Ain't nobody going. And they'll they'll listen. Somebody above him will make him sit down. Exactly. Sit down. I said, I put him on practically in the same seat as your boy, what, Mike, you know, the, the New Mexico State. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Let me get out. Gotta get go. Out. You, gotta, you gotta bounce. Get the hell out of here. Nine, but 90 days. That's it. Yeah. That whole, like, Congratulations, like line. I was uncomfortable. I'm like, he was just a way too touchy feely. Like, I, I, I can see a hug, but some of them were like, uh. I said again, I the only thing I saw was when, like, basically the clip of when he kissed me. I was just like, yo, yeah. I saw the the video. I saw it, it showed the line. I saw him like, kind of like hug, embrace, right. maybe like a kiss in the cheek for like about like nine ladies. You know, some of them write the pickup hug. I'm like, all right, I can see you, you're happy. But her, man, he grabbed her by the face and, like, pulled her lips in. I'm like, well, nah, man. Exactly. I mean, because obviously she was the hero of the game and everything. But Yeah. I, I, just, I just feel for her because basically he's trying to put it on her, saying, like, look, I'm not the one that fought here. You know, she, you know, she basically consented. It's like, really, dude? You know, but how many times have we heard that just, again, in general, in the you know, realm of sports, especially yeah. when it comes to these types of situations. It's, it's sickening. I know. It's, 
It's really sick. I hope something else gets done, you know, after this 90 days. Because if it's just 90 days and all of a sudden we're supposed to move on, if I'm if I'm the Spanish women's team, no, no. You, uh, we ain't playing nothing. So where, where are they going next year? The Olympics are in Paris. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Au revoir. Nah. Yeah, y'all don't want to go over there. We we ain't coming. Right. As long as the dude is around, we are not coming. So we, ain't even, we ain't even practicing. I ain't stepping foot on, on their field. Some of the coaches already resigned. So, uh, again, the coach is upset about it because some of his coaches resigned. I don't blame them. Yeah. You know, and, and again, I mean, it's in situations like these, you got to feel whatever it is you, you know, you're compelled to do. Because obviously, you got, you're also talking about certain people like coaches, you know, their livelihood. But I mean, you believe in what you believe in, whatever, whatever your morals may be. You know, again, you know, you got to make a mess. Don't you know, get your message across. Like, this dude got to go. Yeah, because you know, clearly he's just waiting for this to all be swept up under the rug and hopefully move on, and that's how that you know mess happens again. Exactly. Yeah, but other than that, so I just I just need to get that out. But I got nothing else to say. Okay, go ahead and drop your socials, man. Yes, sir. On the X, formerly known as Twitter, I am at the Mikadiva. That's at T H E M as in Mary C G O D as in David I V as in Victor A at the Mikadiva on the X. And on threads, I am at Mikadiva44. All right. And on the Twitter, I guess also known as X, reluctantly, uh, at JSUG, at J-A-Y-S-U-G-G. And until the next time, y'all, we out. Later.